for me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on and they're trying to figure out how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Welcome to Your Next Step. I'm Pastor Doug McCoy. Pastor Doyle Jackson from The Church Next Door is here on the microphone with me. Yeah, we're here today. I'm, I'm excited about today's lesson. It's really important to your spiritual life. I, I, I know that it's been a part of my spiritual life uh, since I was a child. And some people may think it's funny to be excited about this, but we have investigated it, experimented with it, done it, and we know that there's value to it. We're talking about fasting, which goes yeah. along with prayer. I'm actually fasting right now. We uh, are. We've been for a while. Every year for the first 21 days of the year, somewhere in there, I don't always start it on day one, uh, but but I, I fast 21 days because I want to humble myself before God. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more humbling than to say, I'm going to give up food and ask uh, God to receive that as an offering before Him, a way of honoring Him and a way of telling my body, you are not in charge. Uh, God is in charge of my heart and my life, and and that's why I fast. And Jesus doesn't mention fasting with this Matthew 6 prayer that we've been talking about, but he does mention daily bread. So we know that our consumption, our needs, is part of our relationship with God, and we know that Jesus would sometimes pause that consumption. Yeah, but he does in the same chapter. Yeah. So he's in the same sermon, he's still talking about you know, how to live out your godly life. And he says, when you fast. When you he fast. doesn't say if you fast. And he connects it up with true treasure. So before we get into it, I just want to mention, we have a free resource at doylejackson.com. If you go to the resources there, we have a 21-day fasting devotional. It's free. If you would like to come to doylejackson.com and get the 21-day fasting devotional. Hey, hang around. This is going to be an important lesson today. If everyone on earth is my brother and sister, my father expects me to treat everyone with dignity. I can't hold something against a brother or sister and expect dad to help me out. I mean, would your earthly father allow you to diss on a sibling and expect him to help you out of a problem? Probably not. See, God God expects his family, humanity, to work together. Now, does that mean that we always behave? Because I have siblings, and they didn't always behave good. Alan's not as perfect as you think he is. <laughs> Philip's not as perfect as some of you imagine he is. See what I'm saying? And I'm not as perfect as you know I am. <laughs> right? See, see what I'm saying? And so God is trying to get us to work out the relationship in the midst of this. So let's, let's look at just four quick areas here I want to point out to you about the Lord's Prayer that'll help you. Number one, number one is identity and position. God wants you to recognize your identity and your position when you go to Him in prayer. This is what that means. This means that I'm God's child and I have a place at the table in heaven. Now that means something. Do you, you know what your place was at the table growing up? 
I know exactly where my place was at the table growing up in, in, in that house. I know where my place at the table is now in my house. See what I'm saying? You know your place at the table because that's part of being part of the family, right? You know the relationship that you have. And some of you, yes, I'm sorry, you're still at the kitty table in the other room. I apologize. Welcome to the adult table. Your father in heaven says, you are mine. Come close, come near. Don't be ashamed. I I designed you and I created you. You are beautiful to me. Wow, see? And so when you and I, when we pray, you know your position, but know this, that when you pray, you already, you already have a place in heaven. See, I know a lot of Christians I know a lot of Christians, they haven't gotten to know their father in heaven well enough to know that heaven is a done deal. They're still working to get in heaven. Listen, heaven's a done deal if you have a relationship with the father. These people that are worried about whether or not they're saved, and you may be in that condition, get to know your father and it'll wash that away. Because this is what will happen. You'll be in relationship. You'll be serving him. And the question about whether or not you're saved by faith or works will be washed away because you're already doing something with your father every day. You won't be arguing about it. You'll already know, oh man, I'm his kid. He identifies with me. And and some of us, because of our broken relationship with our earthly family, we can't imagine that level of acceptance. Just leave the brokenness of humanity behind and accept the acceptance and love of God the Father. That's what Jesus wants. You see, that washes away all these groups, the extreme religious and those that have, have, have wandered away and those who've never known this level of acceptance. See, it pulls you in. Second principle here is just welcome heaven. What Jesus wants us to do is to welcome heaven. He says, we're to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you and I, because we believe in the Father, because we have this access, because you and I, we have this access to the Father, that means that earth can begin to experience the love that they were intended to experience. See, if you and I are loving God, okay? If you and I are loving God every day, it means that we're serving the loving God every day. And as we love God, we'll be loving the people around us and they begin to experience the kingdom of God. And you have to understand, they do not understand our why, our purpose. Our purpose is to to let more people know the kingdom of God. When you pray, you pray, Lord, I pray that your kingdom would come and that that your will would be done on earth. You're saying, God, I pray that the innocent, that those that do not have a voice would be spoken up for and that you would show me when I need to speak up. Because see, you and I are going to see injustice every day. And so we're going to pray for the kingdom to come. When you and I pray for the kingdom of heaven to come in your home, what does that do? That begins to transform your home and, 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 and the life there. I remember years ago, a family called my mom and dad and they said, we've bought a house and, and we believe there's something evil in the house. And they began to describe it and it would, it would make something for the theater. I'm not going to describe it to you. You don't need to know those details. My parents said, that's not a problem. 
The blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, his burial and his resurrection is your victory point. And they went and prayed with him. And whatever presence it was that was destroying their home left. You say, Pastor, why are you telling them that? If your house is full of chaos and disorder, walk through your house, anoint the doors with oil and say, Lord, we declare that this house is your territory and that no spirit other than your Holy Spirit should have authority in our house. And we will not allow the kingdom of this world to reign here. This is for the Lord. Why do you think the people of Israel We've been reading, okay? How do you think they, they, they got their freedom in Egypt? They put the blood over the doorposts of their house. They declared that their house was for the Lord. Do you do that for your businesses? Maybe you don't own the business and so you work for somebody else. I hope you're praying that that business, the kingdom of God will come so that you'll continue to get a paycheck. <laughs> you better pray for your boss. Even if you think he's your enemy because you're told to pray for your enemies and bless them. All right. See, see, this is what the kingdom of heaven is about. Now, next part. So we've talked about, we've talked about our position. We've talked about our identity. We've talked about welcome heaven. Number three, we need number one, life, forgiveness, and protection. So what Jesus says is this. He said, he says, you can go to your father and you can ask for your daily bread, right? He says that you, you can expect God to give you life, everything that you need for life and a well-being. But you have to ask. There's a responsibility here. See, if you have a need, you have to ask. If you, if you want forgiveness, then you have to follow the parameters of the kingdom of God, don't you? You can't just say, well, I forgive them. No, no, you need to say, God, I, I thank you that because of Christ Jesus, I can forgive them. They harmed me, and this is what I know. Father, I know that you're going to make up the difference in my life for the way they let me down, so I release them from any obligation that they have to me, and I truly forgive them. You say, well, Pastor, why are you, why are you taking so much time on that? Because forgiveness is one of the hardest things that we have to deal with in life. Because I can promise you, as long as you are living on planet Earth, with human beings around you in a fallen state. Until Jesus returns and vanquishes all evil, you're going to have to deal with forgiveness in people. Okay? That's not unfair because we all have to do it. Huh. Everyone. Even if you lived with Jennifer and I, you'd have to forgive. <laughs> I can guarantee it. See, some of us, we think somehow, well, some people have got it easier. No. They may not have to forgive the pain that you have to. I understand, okay? It's unique to you, but you have to forgive. And then finally, he says that you and I can expect God's protection, but you have to accept it. It's like a security detail. If you say, I don't need no security detail, I'm tough. Okay, get on with your bad self. You're going to get beat up because there's always someone bigger and badder than you. See, David understood that God was his protection. That's why he could stand in front of Goliath and say, how dare you suppose the things of God? See, notice that it's a kingdom of initiative. 
God is always inviting us in to the kingdom of God. And, and be clear on this. There's a war at play in the heavenlies and in the earth in which you live. And that war is between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And you are in the middle of that war. You may be behind enemy lines right now. You may not, depending on the, what you've been participating in. Some of us, we know, I've been flirting on the other side of the enemy lines and I've been getting beat up. Well, quit. Jesus is inviting you, say, God, I want to come under your protection and I want to get from behind the enemy lines back into your program and I want to be participating with you. See, the moment you say, Father in heaven, you're saying, God, I want to align myself with your principles, your purposes, and your plan for my life. Because see, what we're doing, a lot of us, we like the world. We have more resources for you at doylejackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. So, Pastor Doyle, this month we have put together a resource that we believe will bring people closer to God. We want as many people as possible to have it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I think when we're trying to grow in our faith, there's several things that we need to learn about our relationship with God. And so in any relationship, it's a conversation, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to have that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. And so this free resource, it's called the Acts Method, all right? It's to help you get going in your prayer life. We Sometimes we need to go and we're asking God for stuff, and then other times we just need to be in His presence and talk to Him about how He is the great God. He's a wonderful God. We need to adore Him. It's all in this prayer method, and we want to help you do that to get in the habit of praying and seeking the Lord. That's what it's about. Yeah, we've learned how to make conversation with each other. We may not realize that we've learned it, but we have. We need to learn how to make conversation with God as well. This Acts method, I picked it up early in Bible college, have used it for years and years. It really is a great way to enter into that kind of conversational prayer. Yeah, it'll encourage you because you'll begin to feel like, okay, am I covering all the bases? And we've got all four bases, and uh, you're going to get to home plate in your relationship with God. So go get the Pray First Acts Method uh, today. Yeah, we really want you to have it. It is at doylejackson.com. Give us your email. You will get access to the PDF. For the Pray First Acts Method free resource, go to doylejackson.com. Let's continue with your next step. If you hang out with the world, you're going to find yourself in a ditch all the time, and it's no fun. But if you, if you follow God's directives, you'll stay well within the guardrails. God's directives are like the guardrails. They aren't rules to keep you from something good. They're guardrails to keep you from something bad. The guardrails on the highway are not to keep you from the best highway. I know some of you got four-wheel drives. I got one too, all right? You, You are not meant to drive over there. And see, that's what it's about. And then finally, relationally, this is all designed to keep you clean before God. Jennifer said it this way this morning, so I'm gonna steal from her sermon. She said, keep the counters clean. The same way the counters at home have to be washed down several times a day. Several times a day, you have to go to the Father and you say, Father, I just want you to know 
and just share with him what's going on in your life and wipe down the spiritual counter of your life. Listen, most people for, for generations in our culture, they always knew you at least bow your head and pray over three meals a day. All right? We used to train in our culture that children kneel by their bedside at night before they go to bed and say a prayer. We used to have within our culture at least five times of prayer in our day. We just think we're too important now. We're too busy. Listen, you can't afford to. That's why we say pray first. Ask questions later. All right? Now, I want you to keep seeing the context here because once Jesus teaches this on prayer, he says, now, your prayer life isn't going to be what it needs to be unless you forgive, and that's keeping it clean. But keep going with me. Same, we're in the same chapter, and, and Jesus continues to teach them. And he says in Matthew chapter 6, now, this is verse 16. Now, whenever you fast, do not make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so that they will be noticed by people when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. Once again, Jesus says that, that, the, that the religious people, the people that, that think they're all that, they want you to see their religion, okay? And what Jesus says is this, I want the world to know your religion because it, it comes out of you in the way you're living every day, not because you're a poser. Not because you're pretending to be, and yet you live another life. He said, if it's your way and they see it, if it's your habit to pray in the morning, morning, noon, and night over your meal and in the bed, and someone happens to see you, beautiful. If it's part of your nature, if you're in Walmart and you see someone in pain and, and, and you say, Ma'am, can I pray for you? You look like you're having a hard day. Would it be okay if we prayed together? That's not for show. Jesus says that you will fast. This is why we're doing 21 days of fasting right now. Well, I'm not sure I believe in that. Jesus did. I know a lot of Christians who don't believe in fasting. They don't believe in Jesus. Ouch, pastor, that's harsh. I'm trying to bring you to the truth. And the truth will set you free. If you will learn how to fast, what you're going to learn is you're going to learn that God shows up when you're weak and he makes up all the difference. When you fast, you're going to learn that God has supernatural power that can help you. And you're going to learn to trust God. That's what it's about. You don't fast for show. You fast to get to know your father better. Verse 17. But as for you, when you fast, anoint your head with oil, wash your face so that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. I love it. There are rewards. There are rewards for following God. There's rewards for prayer. There's rewards for fasting. Did you know this? See, this is, can I tell you this? Part of the reason I pray, part of the reason I fast is I want rewards. Huh. And I remind God of that. I say, God, I just want you to know I'm praying right now because I want you to know I want the rewards. I don't know what they all mean. I don't know what they all look like, but I want the reward line. I do, do you want to get to heaven and find out that you got a house made over uh, out of leftover pallets? 
Not me. I do not want a pallet-made house in heaven. When they describe heaven, heaven has beautiful stones and beautiful things. You say, well, pastor, you, you, you're motivated wrong. No, 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 no. I want the best that God has for me. Some of you want the best on earth. I want the best in heaven. See, I'm okay with not having the best here. I do like the best. I do. I, I, you need to know. Nothing like riding in an air-conditioned car in the summertime. But, but I can crank a window down if I have to. They don't even make them anymore. I used to buy something from the 80s, 70s to find a crank. You understand what I'm saying. Verse 19, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break into steel, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What is Jesus saying to you and I? This is what Jesus is saying to you and I. He says, I want you to have the best. I want you to have what heaven has for you. He says, I know heaven. Hmm. I gave up heaven for you. I stepped out of heaven into this world so that you could know the living God, so that you could know redemption. And I'm telling you, do not settle for what the world has to offer. Go for the kingdom of God. Go for the best. And you will never, ever. And he said, if right now, if your heart is in love with this world, Begin to put your treasure in heaven and it will transform your heart. Did you hear me on that? I have some people, they say, well, I don't, I, I can't change the way I feel. Baloney. Your feelings have changed a dozen times since you walked in the building today. All because you put it in a position to. You're living in a generation that believes that they're bound by their feelings. Your feelings can be wrong. They can be misinformed. You, the, the hair on the back of your neck stands up because you hear a noise outside and then you discover it was a family member coming in. Your feelings change. See what I'm saying? And Jesus says, do not be run by your emotions. Begin to be run by the kingdom of God. Spend your time in prayer and fasting. Spend your time serving the king of king. And what you'll find is this, your emotions will begin to level out. And there's a study that proves this. It proves that people that attend church three times, three times or more a month are steadier in their emotions. Yeah. They have a lower debt ratio. Huh. People that go to church are, are more content with life. And, and, and this is why. Because if you go to church three or more times a month, there's a difference. And you know what they've noticed? People who go to church two or more times a month, huh. there's no difference between them and their anxiety in the world. None whatsoever. See, what Jesus is saying is this. There is a reward for going to your heavenly father regularly, trusting in him, believing in him, and inviting his kingdom to come. And what will happen is this. As you begin to do this, God is setting up, I don't know, 
an IRA account, a rewards account in heaven for you. And, and he is going to bless you. You say, well, I need rewards right now. I just told you, you'll have greater peace. Your debt level will come down. Your contentment will come in. The rewards will be here and now, but they will last for all eternity. Heaven is real and it's important and it's a safe place. This world we live in, not safe. That's why you need God to protect you. That's why you need God's help and his resources. And that's why we say the Lord's Prayer. Is that helpful? All right, so do me a favor. Give give God a hand clap and you thank him for that because it's not me, it's him. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that what we need to remember, we will. And if there's any chaff, if there's anything useless, that you would blow it away in Jesus' name. Now, this is what we want to do. We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together in closing. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Pray First, the Lord's Prayer here on Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle, we have a next step for everybody listening today. Yeah, I think I think the next step today, we've been talking about prayer, is I want to challenge you, number one, just to take some time right now, five minutes, okay, and pray. And, and just say, God, I want to take five minutes and I want to honor you. If you have to set your clock to make sure, you know, you're doing that, you know, you can do that. But, but take some time and say, God, I, I don't want to be too busy for you. God, I, I need you. I want your kingdom to come. Your will be done in my life. And you can share your daily bread with him, but take time to share with God. Then the other thing that I think is really important is that you and I need to share our faith with people. That's what causes us to grow. Recently, I got a, I got an email from one of the people that are doing a year in the Bible, and they said, you know, I, I've been doing a year in the Bible. It's transforming my life. I, I really love that. But I have now shared it with a couple friends, and I'm I'm starting to grow in a different way now that I'm talking about what I'm learning with other people. And this is what we learn over time. If you will begin to take what you're learning and you will share it with other people, you will know it better and you'll grow even more. Yeah, I tell you, Jesus prayed for the kingdom to come. You can be a part of that. That's when you right. share this podcast or a message or uh, a sermon with someone, you take that boldness for 20 seconds, the kingdom is coming and you're a part of that. We thank you for doing that. We hope you'll be back for another episode of Your Next Step. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued, but to help keep us on the air, visit doylejackson.com and click Give. That's doylejackson.com. You can also send a check to The Church Next Door. Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 
644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.